Good morning. Before we jump in, I'm sure you're used to this, but would like to ask you if you'd please stand up and give your arms a full extension. Spin around and make sure you don't bump into anybody who's standing next to you. That would be great. Um, what I need to ask you to do is, uh, I understand the spinning is good, but you can do the kind of thing where you miss people. Uh, we actually need to be six feet apart, every single person. Um, that includes roommates, suite mates, uh, significant others. Um, in chapel, there are no close circles, so you need to be six feet so that we can continue uh, to worship um, outside. Uh, as chapel starts, we'll have a couple of chapel workers walking around and just making sure and encouraging you to be um, far apart. Uh, what we're going to start doing is if folks are not distanced, we're just going to have to ask you to leave um, and you won't receive credit for, for that day. Um, Thank you for wearing your masks while you sing. If you would leave them on for four or five minutes um, after we sing, and then if you need to breathe, you, you can take them down. Um, and a reminder, after chapel, if you would please put your chairs, if you're sitting in them, back into the nylon sleeves that you have. The black chairs and the chairs with a Mac and Andreas tag go over here, and red and green chairs go uh, over there. Um, let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your beautiful creation, and thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, please come and speak to us now. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, I want to do something a little bit different. Um, I want to ask you one question. I want to share two options, and then one truth. Um, the first question is a fairly straightforward question, um, but a bit of a penetrating question. Um, I've been a Christian now for uh, a fairly long time. I became a Christian when I was a sophomore in college. And there are regularly circumstances and people that kind of pull me back and make me ask fundamental questions about my faith. Um, Joe Novenson is one of those people. When Joe speaks, when I talk to Joe, when I see Joe, um, it always sort of gives me cause to pull back and look at my own heart and look at my own faith. So I would like to invite you into the question that I've been asking myself really since Joe spoke in chapel um, last week. And the question is this, um, are you following Jesus? In your real world daily life, are you doing the equivalent of what Matthew did when Jesus met him in the tax collector's booth? Do you follow Jesus around? Are you learning from him? Are you eating his words? Are you living in the light and the shadow of Jesus? Are you falling in love with him? Are you puzzled by his hard sayings? Do you know that he is the way and the truth and the life? Are you following Jesus? I ask that because there are two options in life. Um, the reality is you can only follow one person. And you will follow either yourself or Jesus. You will follow one and you can't do both. It's a little bit like apologizing, right? 
Um, you can't apologize and blame someone else at the same time. You can't say, I'm so sorry you interpreted what I said in a way that hurt your feelings. That is not an apology, although some people are very gifted at said apologies. Um, either you're sorry for what you did, or it's not an apology. The reality is we will follow someone because it is what we are made to do. But as we follow Jesus, we can get very comfortable in the world. Um, we can forget, we can get distracted. We can start following ourselves very easily. And then before we know it, we're not really following Jesus at all. In some ways, we're very much like the first century Jews. They believed that when the Messiah came, he would bring political peace and a degree of life tranquility. I think it's very easy for us today in our culture, this mountain, in our college, to settle into a belief, whether it's overt or not, that being a Christian brings us safety from hell and an understanding of truth and how the world works. But we somehow end up incorporating into that belief the belief that we can do whatever we want. We want to follow Jesus, and we want to also follow ourselves, but we want to make them fit together. It's not new. Jesus saw this happening in the Pharisees in his day. He said, you clean the outside of the cups and the dishes, but inside you're full of robbery and self-indulgence. He said, you're like whitewashed tombs that appear beautiful on the outside, but inside you're really just full of dead men's bones. And then he calls them hypocrites. And hypocrites are literally actors. People acting like followers of God, but actually following self. So I'll revisit our first question and ask you what I've been asking myself. Are you following Jesus or are you acting? Are you following Jesus and at the same time living lives of hypocrisy? Are you acting the part of being a Jesus follower on the outside while inside you're hollow? Are you going to church? Are you praying prayers? Are you speaking Jesus' name on your lips? Are you doing prayer and praise? And then getting drunk with friends, smoking weed, cheating on papers and exams, watching porn on your phone, having sexual relationships outside of marriage, or maybe simply just distracting yourselves into spiritual oblivion. Now please don't feel targeted, but it is okay to feel convicted. The truth is that we are all actors. We are all hypocrites to one degree or another. And only our hearts and the Holy Spirit can reveal to what degree that is. We all lose sight of the one that we are following. We all need to be called back and we all need to be reminded. Because following Jesus and acting cannot go together. That is a divided heart. And a divided heart is an easy thing to develop when we fall into believing that Jesus wants us to be comfortable and wants us to be tranquil. But that is not at all what Jesus said about why he came. He said, do not think that I've come to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. He is the prince of peace, but following him is so radical 
that it has the power to disrupt even the closest worldly ties. If you follow Jesus, the risk is even there for rupture of family. That's why you have to love him more than anything else. He says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not willing to follow me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not willing to follow me. So are you following Jesus? It'd be good to answer, what does it mean to follow Jesus? When Jesus called his followers to come after him, he said things like, sell your possessions, give to the poor and follow me. Let the dead bury their own dead and come follow me. Not, not things that they had to do in order to be followers, but he gets at and he pushes on the things that are particularly tempting ways to follow ourselves. But the heart of following Jesus is actually this. He says, he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not willing to follow me. This is what it means to follow Jesus, to take up one's cross and then to follow after him. The cross, the cross is a place of self-sacrifice. It's where we die to ourselves. We die to self and then we follow him. Now, there's a problem inherent in that, and it's the fact that dying to self is hard. It's putting to death, and death is painful. But it's not a death as an end in itself. Jesus says, die to yourself, but then follow me. And you can only choose one. You can only choose self or him. And in order to follow him, you have to die to yourself. There is no other way. There is no other option. But in this death and in this following, the most remarkable thing happens. You really live. Really and truly live. Jesus says, he who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. We are so quick to believe the lie that following our desires is the best living. And we're so wrong. Only the person who dies to self and follows Jesus is really living, real life, abundant life, as Jesus calls it. And there's only one way to ensure living like this. Jesus reaches out his hand to us and says, to follow me, you must follow me over and over and over. In Luke 9, Jesus tells the disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. Take up your cross daily, die daily, follow Jesus every single day. I have uh, never been a person comfortable with status quo before I was a Christian or after I became a Christian. I want to know desperately what is true. I want to know what is real. I want to know how to really, truly live life. I'm almost 50 now and I've watched 50 years fly by. I know how fast it goes. I have no interest in that which is not true and that which is not real. And I want that for you. I want you to both want it and to be willing to grasp it and to hold on to it for dear life. Now I'll be honest with you. I'm not so much concerned with most of you renouncing your faith. 
I'm more concerned that you will settle for something that is not truly living. John Ortberg um, wrote this very succinct statement. He says, for many of us, the great danger is not that we'll renounce our faith. It's that we'll become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of it. We will just skim our lives instead of actually living them. And I think that scares me more than just about anything. Not really living the life that God has given me to live. It should, I think, scare all of us. Breathe and hear this. You can do it. Is it too much? Yes. Will you fail? Yes. But you die again and again and again, empowered by the Holy Spirit of God again and again and again. You take up your cross by the grace of God. You die to self by the grace of God. You follow Jesus by the grace of God. And you live this beautiful, outrageous life as a son or daughter of the Creator by the grace of God. Now I want to add a word here. When you follow yourself, you make it more difficult for your brothers and sisters to follow Jesus. We are one body, many parts, each absolutely essential. If parts of the body are sick, the body feels the repercussions. If parts of the body claim to be well, but are in fact dying, the body hurts. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. Friends, if you are acting, repent and believe. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. If you've been settling and not really living, take up your cross and follow Jesus. The Father is always calling you into something deeper than anything that you've ever known. Abundant life following Jesus. Now much of this is a call as to what we are supposed to do. But in order to do it, in order to follow, we have to remember and keep our eyes on the one to whom we follow. We have to know that he's worthy of following. And this is the one that calls us to follow. I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. That is the Jesus that we follow. Father God, you are good and kind and gracious. You extend life to us. Forgive us, Lord, when we settle for less than that. Father, please, by your Holy Spirit, help us to repent of acting, to repent of settling, to repent of not truly living, and instead, Lord, to be willing, by the power of your Spirit, to die to ourselves every single day and to follow Jesus every single day in whom is abundant life, true life, real life worth living. 
we pray through Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessings to you. Have a great day.